Episode 59 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, technology has not been our friend tonight, so we'll try and get through this one. We're still kicking. Maybe. Somewhat. We might be down, but we're kicking while we're down. <laughs> kick, kick someone while they're down? I can. You want to kick someone while I'll they're kick down? kick you while I'm down. I, can you, kick can you not knock lemonade, lemonade over on my floor? <laughs> oh, don't kick your lemonade while it's down. Oh, Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. You have been How busy lately. I have been, yes, that is an understatement, but that's a good thing. You know, we have the shop now and we're really getting settled in there. Um, got a lot of organization stuff. Um, I think I've probably paid whoever owns Uline's mortgage this month. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. You know, things are running smooth until today and we ran into a snag with a new heat tape we were trying from a major, I don't even want to make a hint. So anybody figures out who it is. Cause I don't want to be accused of talking shit about them, but Just their customer service call, sucks and their heat tape and their fucking heat tape that sucks. So yeah, all I have to say is if, if you're going to sell heat tape and you sell it as three inch or you sell it as four inch, make sure it's actually three fucking inches or four inches, not three and seven eighths and four and three quarter and what? put that on your website. Yeah. Yeah. I got heat tape in from a new, new distributor who is a major rack vendor. Um, that, uh, is not ARS. I'm going to say that they're a great partner. They don't sell heat tape. <laughs> I, know. I love but, that. Like, um, I'm, I'm not going to say who it is. And then you're going to say everything around it to make sure someone knows right. who it is. And I ordered it and it took forever to get, I'd say forever. It took a week, which is a long time. I usually get my heat tape in like two days. And, uh, I opened the box and I'm like, Man, they sent me six inch and four inch, and I ordered four inch and three inch. Well, then I get I'm I'm measure it. And I'm like, this is three and seven eighths, and this one's four and three quarter. So I email them, and I'm like, hey, and they're like, oh yeah, our ours is the actual size of the heating element, not counting the staple, uh, like the gap for the staples on the side. I said, well, you you might want to let people know that because I've already got like fifty racks cut for three inch. And now I have no way to put it in. Yeah, for those that don't understand, it's it's recessed into the the bottom of each shelf, and so if it's over that recessed slot, it won't fit in there, and that's the problem. Well, and then so I said, okay, well we can use the three inch as four inch because it's close enough. It's an eighth of an inch difference. It's and it it's fine. But then we go to try and assemble it, and we use the the connectors that we use that that they they crimp onto the end of the heat tape or the elements are. Yeah, and we, we we put it all together. We plug it in. It starts smoking. That's usually and not good. Crinkling, like making you know, like a staticky sound, and not getting hot. So I said, okay, well, I'll go the old school way, where I punch a hole in it with a hole punch, and use the um, the round connectors like you would put on a on a stud on you know a distribution box, and these and I have all the parts. Well, it's one piece. You can't do that. It doesn't have the slot to be able to slide it in. So we kind of dissected one, and it doesn't have a true metal heating element in it. It's printed like a circuit board on the inside. So I said, well, let's try soldering it. The solder just melts right through it like it's not even there. It's fucking useless. 
So they were great up until the point I told them I wanted to send it back and get my money back, and then they just quit responding to me. So go figure. Um, yeah, it's about a thousand bucks that uh, you know. I don't even want to sell it to anybody because I don't want it's shit, and I don't you know I'm just not going to use it. So luckily, Josh's frogs was able to overnight me some, and I should have it should have it tomorrow. But of course, that cost me a premium on the shipping. And uh, anyway, I'm through bitching. Let's talk about something. Else. <laughs> Well, the good thing is that you've got some shows coming up, so you can have three can shows in a row. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, should be some good shows. So, Katie, go wow. ahead and do your plug for our first sponsor. After our first sponsor, just bitch for the last minute and a half. Are you looking for a high quality PVC rack? That's why I was fussing because he's high quality bitches. Okay. Hmm. Look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. Dubious. What? Mm-hmm. And dubious I'm roaches. I'm interrupt when you're given your... Yeah, but that's an important one because people don't normally have dubia racks. This is true. You can even order something custom, like a dubia rack. It's not custom. He makes it. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit lsreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Yeah. Can I go now? Thanks, Katie. <laughs> Right. You got the the listeners can't see the eyes that James just got cut at him. Man, that made like that made me. Uh, We've been together long enough. I don't care. No, he right. just ignores me. Way. It's completely yeah. pointless. Yeah. It makes me feel better. <laughs> so our <laughs> other sponsor, Herbs Reptile Shows, which you mentioned a second ago. Uh, if you were anywhere in Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Louisiana, now that we have. Uh, up to our amount of people that can come into a show. So excited. Uh, I'm trying to think where else. Colorado, Missouri. I feel like I'm missing somewhere. That may be it. But if you're anywhere in those areas, there's definitely a Herbs Reptile show near you. The next Herbs Reptile show, and we'll all be at, is the Temple, Texas show. Uh, I've never been to Temple, Texas, so that'll be my first time going there. And then there is the Beaumont show. That'll be our second ever Beaumont show. That should be a fun one. Uh, the first one yeah. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have, and I cannot wait for it. Uh, oh, I didn't. I don't think I gave dates. Temple this weekend, April third and fourth. Beaumont, April tenth and eleventh. And then following that is Slidell, Louisiana, uh, April seventeenth and eighteenth. Which I'm looking forward to Slidell. We haven't been there in four forevers. Yep. And then a slight break, and then Stafford, Texas, May first and second. Those are the next four shows. Uh. Robert will be busy. I can hear. You will be hey, busy. what? We will all be busy. Robert's so the good thing rack. is, is I have I have uh, one extra free helper next week. I don't know yeah. who that would be because there's two more <laughs> wake ups till spring break. I'm a little excited. Y'all. All I know is I'm bringing my snake hook. I may even bring snake tubes depending on what we catch. Uh, I'm bringing a a thing with with bullets in it so I can shoot stuff. <laughs> uh, we uh I, I don't we'll talk about that later we're definitely gonna do some herping i don't know if we're gonna get to go do any hunting next week <gasps> well i'll bring it just in case uh, it's in the middle of, it's there's we have three shows back to back and like i probably have a hundred outstanding orders right now from the last two weeks so james is gonna be busy uh, next week so i have to wait and kill a pig another time because well i i got some friends around here i could probably set something up here close to the house one night so let me let me see what I can put together. Bring my World War II rifle so I can shoot a pig. Oh my gosh! Yep. As long as I have photographs, I'm good. 
But you know who else we're going to see in Temple, Texas this weekend? No, I have no clue. Who else could we possibly awesome, see? Awesome, awesome friends of ours. Wow, well, awesome. And it'll be a twice, Saturday, a so you can be her friend. Because isn't that your rule? You can only be friends on Saturdays? It depends if it's a full moon or if it's a <laughs> new moon. Or... Well, people, let, let me go ahead and preface this by saying if you have started drinking whenever they say John Grant's name on here, please do not do that tonight. Well, he's on here. I won't say his name <laughs> that much. Because it could be very dangerous. But I won't say his name that much because he's on here because I'll That's be talking right. to him. Are you going to introduce have our guest? better yeah. half on here, too. Are you going to introduce our guest? No, just talk? Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> Katie gave all that for no reason. Uh, our guest tonight... John and Kelly Grant from Grant Family Exotics, uh, who donated our giveaway this month. They donated the thermostat Yay! for our giveaway this month. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Uh, I want to do our giveaway. Yeah. Uh, I, one, I really appreciate it because that was awesome. Uh, I'm very, very upset the entire time that I couldn't win, but I got over it. It's fine. No, he did not. I did not get he over it. He is lying. He is I'm still lying. bitter about this. I am kind of upset. You have what? another special prize coming this week, though. Ooh, yeah. Hey, hey. Oh, my Lord. Wait, what? Uh, uh, shh, not on, the, not on the air. All right. Uh, so we had, let me pull up. We had 20 people who got all four numbers from each podcast this month and sent it to us. In the correct In order. the correct order. So what I did is I put their names into a spreadsheet so they each have a number next to their name. And I pulled up a random number generator, one through 20, and I'm just going to hit it and we'll announce it on here. And whoever wins will know prior to this coming out because i'll tell them uh i'll send them a message but here we go our winner for tonight let me hit the button number your random generator number hey it's leave me alone that was like a cross between the little himalayan guy on price is right and and uh jeopardy hey hey oh shit that was my randomizer noise okay What's the number, right. James? Number is number 10. And on our list, number 10 is Kevin Shelton. Do, 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 do. You're just going to This is a, this is a low budget podcast. Congratulations, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Congratulations, Kevin. Uh, I will shoot Kevin a message and I will work out the details with the grants and we will get Kevin his thermostat. And I'll be super upset that I'm not getting a thermostat. So, anyways. You should, I, have sent in, you should have sent in all the letters in, in order so you could win it. No, one no, of our rules is that we, we can't. can't and I'm really sad because I really want next month's. I can go ahead and announce next month's Mom, prize. I'm so yeah, I don't bummed. even know what it is. So let's oh. hear it. Since, since JT walked away from the computer, I'll go ahead and do this real quick. All right. So next month. So bummed. Callie needs to win it and give it to me. Callie's not going to give it to me. <laughs> I haven't even decided how we're going to do the giveaway. I just know what we're giving away, and we'll talk about how we're doing it next podcast, which is next month. But uh, our next giveaway is coming from our friends over at Gecko World Austin, uh, Tyler Colley and Sean Colley. I told Katie this one earlier. I I finally figured it out, and she got upset because she couldn't win it. So let me go through this. It's it's kind of a – there's a multi-step process here. There are, and there's multiple options for what you win, which is really cool. The uh, the main thing originally they're they're giving away is a baby crested gecko with a full setup and food, about a two hundred fifty dollar value. The entire setup, everything you'd need. And so, if you win that, 
You'd have to pick it all up in person at a show as JT talks in the background while I'm trying to have a podcast. <laughs> just, just whole conversation back there. Just, just talking away. So it. Shut up. <laughs> you have to excuse JT. JT is a young person who doesn't know how technology works. I, that's what happens when you grow up in Oklahoma. That's what Kelly's for. <laughs> We're a little stressed out this evening because we sent out the most amount of animals that we've shipped out in one night, like ever. Um, it was a total of 18 different snakes going to different places. Damn. And so it's. <laughs> yeah. So That's a lot of tracking. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. While so my me... kids destroy something in the other room. <laughs> so. Good. So, uh, so if we do our giveaway next month, if you win it and you want the lizard and you want the whole setup, you'll have to get it at a Herps Reptile Show. The other option is if you win it and you still want the lizard, they will ship you the lizard and all of the supplies minus the cage because it's just it's a lot to ship a cage. It's too much. So they would still do the gecko and all the supplies. And if somebody wins, <laughs> and if somebody wins it and doesn't want the lizard. They will do a $150 gift certificate to their website, uh, which uh, I, I looked through their website earlier, and it's got a lot. I mean, it's got a lot, a lot of stuff. It's G, gwaustin.com. Everybody wants to go through and look at it. Um, they've got tons of different types of supplies. They have a lot of feeders. They actually, and I, I have to pull this up because Tyler told me, they have a 20% off giant mealworm sale going on right now, and they have a 10% off on all feeders on their website right now. Uh, nice. Okay, cool. Also, one thing I saw that was kind of cool is they have a subscription-based feeder pro- uh, program on they there. They do. I've talked with him about that before. They can do a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly subscription base for millworms, crickets, dubia roaches, or flies because they do mantises also. So if anybody likes mantises or mantids, mantids, I guess. Don't uh, look at me. I don't know the correct – I may be an English teacher, but I can't tell you the plural of that. So I want to thank Gecko World Austin. They are our next month uh, giveaway again. Very cool. We'll talk about it again next month, and we will have the idea of how we plan on doing the giveaway. We may do the numbers again. We may find some other creative way for people to have to enter. But it will not start until next Yeah, it will not episode. start until our episode next episode. 60. 60. Woo. In the month of April. April. I had to remember what month we were in. So, all right. That's out of the way. We got our winner for our giveaway this month. Again, that was Kevin Shelton, who uh, the grants will uh, give an awesome thermostat to that I don't get to have. It's cool. You'll be fine. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and then, so yeah, that's that's almost, I got all, all that stuff out of the way. So, JT and Callie, y'all have a, I know y'all through the Herps Reptile shows. That's how all of us know y'all, because y'all are at every single one, almost. Um, but you have a reptile pet store. Mm-hmm. So you have a, that the whole idea, and I've seen it before because I've seen pictures and all, and I still want to go to it. It's about the size of a walk-in closet. Yep. Yeah. A good but size it, walk-in closet. But it's so cool. <laughs> but it is really, really cool. Arranged and set up because you've, you've posted pictures and we've seen pictures before. One of these days we're going to make it out there. Yeah, but it's in Oklahoma. Maybe this summer. We, we definitely go- utilize like the whole height of. The- <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, what are the dimensions to your store? Because it's like what two foot across and then forty foot deep. Well, tw- twelve foot by forty two feet is our entire store. Yeah, so we have over we have over eighty display cages in it. Yeah, it's, so. it's it's the way they have it set up is pretty damn genius. I agree. I, I've I've watched, and it's funny. 
because for for the longest time you'd post pictures of animals and stuff that you had in there and i could always tell when i'm scrolling through facebook when i'd see your pictures because it had your floor in the background every yeah. picture was on your floor yep which is like the same that. floor in my snake room jt was that picture you sent me today was that your shop yeah yeah i thought so yeah that was <laughs> looks great man <laughs> because whatever the wording was you sent after didn't all totally make sense so <laughs> yeah whatever we were both busy it made sense to me <laughs> that's all that matters <laughs> but it uh it's a reptile store only which i think is really neat and the fact that i also and i make fun of it because you're in the middle of nowhere as far as i'm concerned and you keep saying that you're not in the middle of nowhere but it's oklahoma <laughs> it's all the middle of nowhere yeah yeah for the most part we're in the most popular point of the middle of nowhere <laughs> there you go that's a good description but your store isn't like that old either right it's it's only a few years old this april is two years Oh, wow. That's awesome. And so I, I know y'all do that, and then y'all bring a ton of animals to the shows to sell. So, I mean, that that's crazy. But JT's, you've been in the kind of in the business longer than two years. Yeah. So my parents opened, um, they have a pet store. Um, originally, they were full line, dogs, cats, birds, fish, small animals, reptiles. Um, now they've got rid of dog and cat stuff. Um, they do mainly fish, but then they've got still reptiles, small animals, and birds, but they opened when I was 12. Um, I remember falling asleep on a dog bed at 2 o'clock in the morning washing fish gravel because we had an order of fish coming in the next morning. Um, so I've been around, been doing it for a little while on the retail side of it. Um, my dad's kind of old school. He doesn't like shows. He doesn't, he, he hates because of the old school of before the herp shows, you know, getting bad information and that stuff from them. So my dad does the store and that's it. Um, but then with me and Callie, we just really like the show aspect. Um, but we love having that brick and mortar to attach the store to the show to as well. So. I know Katie, you told me that I needed to stop trying to do so much of an interview base. Like I'm, do, you're allowed, but I want to do a little you're bit allowed. here because I want, I want to ask Callie, so before you met JT, were you into reptiles? Um, well, actually, I, I started in high school. Um, well, I started earlier than that because I got in trouble all the time for carrying in frogs and lizards and snakes in my pockets into the house. 100% um, can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, my mom, my mom can it. tell you all kinds of stories about that. I love um, it. But, um, there was a random squirrel in there somewhere or... Monkey. I probably got bit by a monkey. Uh, a, bunch of stuff trying to get it to come to me like cuddle with me <laughs> um I still do that <laughs> haven't grown out of it um but it's it I I also in high school like I I kind of started thinking that I wanted to be like a veterinarian um, and go to school for it until I realized how long they actually have to go to school and I wasn't about to do that um but then uh, I'm, I uh, met JT's parents before I met JT. Um, I shopped at their pet store. Um, I lived in the same town that they had it in, and so I bought my first leopard gecko. That was probably the better way to go. I, I can only imagine if JT was the first one you met, it wouldn't have ended the same way. Oh, you hush. <laughs> I knew his parents before I even knew him, and then we just kind of met at chance and – both kind of had the same love for, for reptiles and he was able to have them. And my mom did not want snakes or anything like she was already super mad about the leopard gecko that I brought home. So, um, like 
pretty much the day we started dating, I moved out and moved in with him and we bought like three snakes that day. So <laughs> I was just about to give you credit for being the like the one that keeps good. things afloat in that relationship until you were like, oh, I moved in with him and then we went and bought stuff right away. See, some husbands let their wives get what they want. She here, also right? she also probably helped take care of it. So, Why do we gotta keep going back just, to that? You bring it up. <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> I was, all right. So kind of along the lines of of that, I asked JT and yourself, I asked y'all what question y'all wanted me to ask this week on our podcast, on our website, on our Facebook. And we got a lot of responses uh, that go kind of along with the first reptile experience. And the question was, what was your first reptile and how was that experience? I think we've asked before people's first reptile, but I don't think we fully asked how it went. And some of these experiences, uh, unfortunately, are all too familiar, especially if you've been around the hobby long enough. But most of people have learned from them. Uh, so I wanted to go through some of them and then we'll talk about some of ours and, and, and then we'll move on from there. But first one was Chris Burns. His first reptile was a Burmese python, which is... That's a rough. <laughs> Which is a horrible first reptile. Hey, I love my berms. I'm sure. It's just like 90. <laughs> he got it when it was already four feet. Yeah, not 9%, 90% of them don't end well. But he said his mom hates reptiles, especially snakes. So on his 18th birthday, he went to the pet store to get a snake. And there's a beautiful four foot python, all four foot of a Burmese python. Uh, so he fell in love with it. He asked the guy working if it was full grown. The guy said yes, <gasps> no. uh, that it could live in a 30 gallon aquarium forever. <laughs> with sand and a heat rock. Ugh. And shortly after that, he bought a copy of uh, the Burmese Python book at another pet store and realized everything he was told was wrong. And after that, he bought more reptile books, joined the Oklahoma Herp Society at the Tulsa Zoo and the Tulsa Snake Club, uh, mostly the same people. And he was obsessed with learning about reptiles from that point on. Well, but, he did it right. He fixed it correctly. So Yes, but whew, that is, that is a what, lot of false what a lot of people are told. I'm sure they had... They realized they had a four foot Burmese python. They needed to get it sold, and they said whatever it took to get this it out guy the door. Know. Yeah, we we literally five minutes ago we had someone come buy a little fuzzy rat from us because they had a. It's one of Lily's friends from school. It has a ball python that she couldn't get to eat. So Rachel went outside and quizzed them. They have a hatchling ball python in a fifty gallon tank with oh. one hide. And a ceramic heat emitter, and said that's what Petco told them to do. That seems good. So seems good. We uh, CHE you know, Rachel least. gave her some. Yeah, yeah. So Rachel gave them some something better to do, and <laughs> oh, sure. uh, yeah, everything, anything would have been better. Um, yeah. Let's go with our buddy Tracy. She said a green iguana that she got for Christmas when she was around eight from her aunt. Uh, she had an adult that she loved. So she got her own. And then I don't know how that ended up. I've never heard Tracy's story about her iguana. I feel like I probably have, but I suck at remembering things. So I don't remember it. I will give you my... So I fall into this group. And I'll kind of give mine because it falls here. I did get an iguana somewhere around... I had to be around sixth grade, seventh grade. I have never heard this story. Oh, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> Is it worse than the hedgehog? <laughs> no, I killed the hedgehog. I know. No, it wasn't that bad. Okay. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, I was just asking. I'm like, yeah, if you told me that story, well, how thanks, could this thanks, one be worse? Thanks, thanks for reminding me about that time I, I killed an animal in an accident. Yeah. That, that's yeah. wonderful. Anyways, <laughs> the green iguana, we got, we bought it, a 20-gallon tank. I'm maybe a heat rock. I think it's probably a heat lamp, probably then. Green carpet, 
So nasty green carpet. Uh, you could buy a frozen block of vegetables at the pet store, and you would just. <laughs> so you could buy a frozen block of chopped up vegetables at the pet store and you just break off a piece and thaw it out and feed it to them and it smelled horrible uh that that was how i took care of it and I'll tell you how much i didn't take care of it actually at some point my parents got rid of it and it took a while for me to notice that it wasn't at the house anymore james if you're putting this out there for the world i don't still do that Obviously, but this is why I find it. I always say it's very bad to buy a small kid, a pet that they're not ready for, which happens way too often. I was definitely was not ready for having a lizard that I had to take care of on a regular basis that whipped the crap out of me with its tail. Every time I picked it up, scratched and clawed me. That's that was my one green iguana story from when I owned one. And and I've, I've hated them ever since. I'll, uh, I'll come in here because at our shop, we have an adult. Uh, we have an adult iguana. We have an adult tegu. We have adult Burmese. So we do kind of a listen. This little cute green iguana is going to be this. This is the you size know? cage it needs. This is how large it gets. Like so, and we'll just flat out tell people, you don't need this. Like get a get a leopard gecko. <laughs> my least no. favorite reply when you show them something like a large berm or a large lizard and show them what they're going to need is, oh, yeah, I'll be able to get that whenever they get full grown. Mm-hmm. And no. you yeah. know that's not true. You know it's just not true. There's, they're, they're barely trying to get the money together to buy what you have to get them right now. And then all of a sudden, in three or four years, they're going to be able to buy or make a giant cake. It's just not going to happen. Yep. People lie to themselves all the time. So yeah, I, I like that idea of having, hey, this is the shit that's going to happen. That way, someone doesn't walk in and go, no, that's four foot Burmese. It's going to stay four foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Wyman said, <laughs> he said, define first. Was it the baby garter snake I caught on the playground when I was five that I kept in a jar for two days before my parents made me let him go? And he cried. Oh. I don't feel bad for him. It's Travis. Fuck it. Oh. <laughs> or was it the first animal I actually purchased with my own money? An amelonistic corn snake when I was 14, raised it up, kept it through junior high, high school, college, a move to Georgia, which was, I think, illegal, grad school. We've talked about that Yeah, before. we have. Uh, a marriage, not a, and then the birth of his first child, a move to Maryland, a divorce, and he made it to the ripe old age of 26. So that's that's pretty good. 26-year-old yeah. corn snake is pretty good. But I, I still like the idea of six-year-old Travis just sitting there crying as he oh, had to release yes. a snake. You want to bring up that hedgehog again? It's fucked up, Katie. Well, then you better keep on going and stop being disrespectful. <laughs> uh, JT, do you want to tell me yours? It was on here. I'll let you tell That's yours. That's a fabulous name for a redder slider, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's really not. I freaking love it. I was a kid, you know? Hey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got I got Slide, the redder slider. Um, I w- actually went to a baseball um, teammate's house, and he was in a 10-gallon fish tank. And the only way he could get sort of out of the water was he was climbing up into the filter. Um, they had no lighting, no nothing. Um, so we kind of talked him into let me take him. Um, this was before my mom and dad even had a store. Um, and I kept him. His name was Slide. It was an adult male. He was about four inches, you know, four to six inches when he was full grown. But at one point he was in a 215 gallon tank and. <laughs> Living the best life. For sure. Um, But yeah, he he was with me all through college. Um, We had a 10-gallon 
rule in college, but I had a 20 high and told the RA it was a 10 gallon. Um, same, it's the same footprint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but kids from all, all down the dorm room would come and watch me feeding, you know, fish and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. And then he went through, he was with in our first house. Um, and then actually our second house too, Lily was born and then he ended up passing away. Um, he was probably around 20 or so, um, but didn't didn't have a very good start to his life. So, but yeah. And then Callie, which, of course, listeners can't see it, but she has a, a tattoo <laughs> and his name says slide underneath it because oh, she has a tattoo. Cool. On my turtle. <laughs> that was a surprise so, to me. So that did remind me I had a radiator slider at one point, too. Oh, my God, James. <laughs> did, too. did you kill it? I don't know. We let that one go. There you go. Because they're horrible pets. I caught one. I caught one that was about, you know, I don't know, four or five inches across in the ditch one time when it flooded. And we kept it in an aquarium and I fed it like turkey and ham from the fridge. And it got to where the tank smelled so bad. I was like, this thing's got to fucking go. Took it out and let it go where I caught it. I had it for about a month. That's the problem. Unless you're going to do like JT and fully set it up and a filter and everything, and you got to do lots of water changes, they're fucking nasty to own. We recommend three times to people, three times filtration. So if you have 20 nope. gallons of water, you need 60 gallons of filtration. So, yeah, I mean, they, they I, I've taken care of turtles uh, when I was a zookeeper and we had to keep them inside for winter. And it's just, they, I mean, they get nasty fast and people greatly underestimate how nasty they can get. But they, uh, my, my turtle, so I remember. It was my my actual dad. He he bought it. I was at my grandmother's house. He, or no, someone. Anyway, someone in my family brought it to me at my grandmother's house, and it was an uh, probably a four or five inch turtle, or maybe six inch turtle already. And, and I'm holding it, and then all of a sudden I realized it only had three legs, and on the spot where the fourth leg should have been was a leech. I've heard this story. Yeah, so we had to get the leech off of it first. Uh, and and then and then I had a, a, basically a full grown turtle, which I'm pretty sure I let go. I also had a box turtle at one point. Probably went into her pond. The box turtle I found, and then and then I lost. I saw a box turtle. No, you didn't. Um, in our neighbor's ditch. Was it a box turtle? It was. Really? Mm-hmm. You didn't pick it up and show me. This was not recently. Oh, okay. It was like it was like the box turtle. Pick it up, and show me. I y'all were in y'all were, you were asleep. It was a Saturday. You know you could pick those things up and then like. I was like, I'm not I was going, I was out for a walk. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. So I had a radiator slider. That was, that was horrible. And, and, and that's all my fault. I was a small kid and small kids should, JT, you may be too young to remember this, but because JT's a little <laughs> <Sorry>. kid. <laughs> but Robert, do you remember when all turtle cells are like, here's your turtle and your little plastic lagoon with a plastic palm I tree? Do. I remember that. We used to be able to sell those in our store. Oh, so God. apparently, apparently Robert Dude, is too old. Robert's too old. No, he just didn't have it. He didn't buy one. I, I remember when you go into Pet Stores, they'd sell you that it was a little plastic tray that was like three inches tall. In the middle of it was a little plastic island with a little plastic palm tree. And that was supposed to be your turtle habitat. Yeah, for like its I entire lifespan. Every pet store had them. And, I'm, and I think about it, I'm like, that's the worst thing ever. Oh, yeah. Still sell them at like the state fair, the Tulsa State Fair. Ugh. And I don't know how many the weeks after I need to replace my turtle. It died. Oh, oh. God. 
You're not going to replace go. it from here. <laughs> Way to go. Your turtle froze to death. Have a nice day. Uh, Lance Kirkman said a box turtle. Interesting. It had an infection eat out a hole of its side, just about the size of a Q-tip. Antibiotics and some medicine, and he did just fine. Oof, that's gross. Stephen Livingston said wild-caught imported fat-tailed geckos. He had them for several years as a kid, bred them, but never hatched eggs. It was so hard trying to figure out how to make an incubator back in the early 90s. Hadn't had any sense until about a month ago. We got two wild-caught imports. They think they're both female, uh, but that's okay. He's super stoked to have them again. So that's interesting. Uh, this, oh, it's one of my co-workers. Uh, Huey Daigle said Emerald Swift. It was good until the kid down the street grabbed it from his hand, shook it by its neck, and threw it on the floor. Um, Did he meet mm. the ever-living crap out of that kid from down the street? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to have to ask him one day. Uh, if he. Uh, we're going to be texting him after we finish recording. I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd kill somebody. <laughs> unacceptable. Uh, Jevin Daltrey said mine was a wild-caught Cali King. I had him for about a month, and he died. Took him to the local pet store. They supposedly died from impaction. Kept him on sand from the front yard. Been hooked ever since. First off, and no offense to people that own a pet store, like the Grants, but most pet stores, I'm not going to them for their knowledge on how my animal died. And second, I also don't know how long ago this was. Well, no. And second, I'm saying that it most likely didn't die from impaction. There's just not a lot of snakes that die from impaction. They're just not sitting there gulping down handfuls of sand. So... I, I, I think that's probably not how it died. Where are you going? Oh. Uh, Ryan Goslos had a pair of bearded dragons back in 2013. Not his proudest moment, as he was a bit unprepared and still wished he had done more research, because in all honesty, I probably wouldn't have taken them in if he knew any better. Poor bearded dragons. They're passed, yeah. they're passed around by so many people. Yep. So few bearded dragons actually live their entire life with the person that bought them. I would, I'll agree with that. Yep. I mean, I've gotten so many, uh, and, and they'll give me whole setups. Here's here's my 55 gallon tank and everything with. It. I just need you to take the lizard, like. So then I have to find another home for because I don't need. At one point, I think I had five bearded dragons. I don't need five bearded dragons. We have five right now. <laughs> How many of those did you buy? Two. Yeah. See the two the two pretty colorful ones, the three <laughs> plain brown ones. Yeah. Yeah. The only one we ever bought was a really really nice one. Uh, well, nice colored one. That was an asshole. That's the only one we ever bought. He was an asshole, and we ended up getting rid of. It. In fact, she has Callie has see. a hypo uh, red translucent that we p- paid for just because. And that's the only one you've paid but, for, uh, right? Before that, yeah. yeah. Before that, we've had plenty of bearded dragons, but all of them have been rescues, or I can't keep this anymore. My kid lost interest. You know, James, I just sent you a picture. Look in the top. She was. Asleep under a dead piece of um, cactus that she knocked over earlier. I was trying to figure out what this picture was. It's like I can see a tail and a butt. And yeah, it. well, it's kind of hard to get the photo. <laughs> I thought it was, that was right when I walked in from dinner a little while ago. Um, she literally has her head. There's a like a piece of uh, spineless cactus that it had. She broken it off and it died because she was trying to eat it. And I just left it in there because it just you know adds to the bioactive. And she's now le- putting her head under it before she goes to sleep at night instead of uh, sitting there because the light goes off later because of time change. And I guess she doesn't nice. like that. So she just ducks her head under it and goes to sleep. Your lizard doesn't like daylight savings time. Apparently not. Uh, Christian. Sure that makes you having a 
I'm pretty sure that means you have a bougie lizard. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> well, Christian I got, her, I got her from a 20 year old college student who had had her for two years, thought she was a boy um, and kept her on calcium sand Ugh. and was feeding her freeze dried crickets. So she could barely walk when I got her. Um, she had no, all she had was a heat lamp. She had no UVB. Um, so now I've had her for almost two years. She runs around. She's pretty much, she still sometimes will like fall off of her of, of something and be upside down and I have to go flip her back over because she just doesn't have quite enough strength to get back on her feet, but she's a hundred percent better than she was when I got her. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Christian Parr said my dad brought home an anole that he found in the greenhouse he was working in. It died the next day. So they went out to the local pet store, bought two of them, and they lived for many years. So I have a fun story with anoles. Is it is it really fun? Um well no, I guess it's kind of my I like first how that, time. I like how that changed so rapidly. So it went I, from, feel like I have I a fun need, story that no, it's not. I feel like fun. I need to apologize to our listeners because whereas you could be listening to this on your morning commute to work, it's nine oh eight and it is my bedtime. Um, so I apologize. So will you tell your story? Yes. So I can remember being a small child, not wanting anything to do with them or catching them, but my mother would catch them and clip them on her earlobe. Yeah, she's weird. And like hang them from her ears. She almost gave my grandmother a heart attack one day, but all my cousins thought it was like the coolest thing ever because Aunt Chris would hang lizards from her ears and... So that's like my first memory of reptiles as a child is thinking my mother is crazy because this lizard is hanging from her ear. You were right. Yeah. I've met your mom. <laughs> uh, I had, I think I've told this on here before. I can't remember. I did have green and olds for a while. They were part of a science fair project. I bought some green and olds online and I raised them, uh, feeding them the different diets and then weighing them and seeing which ones grew the most. Uh, and then at the end, I did something horrible. I let them go, which is not what you should do with captive, like no. from another. But I mean, Jeez. so oh we well. weren't allowed to use. Animals but I mean, I at least let them go in, an, in, a, in a place where they were native. Like I didn't let them go somewhere they didn't have green anoles, but I did let them go. Gosh, James, I know. I'm I'm the reason that three extra anoles are now well, not now they've been dead for decades, but <laughs> uh, three. What? Those three anoles turned into more than three. I know they they brought back. You know I don't see anoles that much anymore, and I blame geckos. We have the Mediterranean geckos here. Everyone has Mediterranean geckos oh, now. Yeah. I don't. They're everywhere. We even and... have them up north here. Everybody thinks they're leopard geckos. Oh. <laughs> well, it's like when people see uh, fence lizards and they come to a show and see beer, baby bear dragons. These are what we have running around our yard. No, it's not. It's just not. It's. <laughs> yeah, or horny toads. People think they see horny toads all the time. They're like, "Oh, is this a horny toad?" you're a dragon in our store and i'm like no i see these around my yard all the time why are they so well unless you live in australia <laughs> you don't see this <laughs> oh people uh maddie mccann said i used to catch garters in the backyard all the time when i was little but my first actual pet reptile was my desert king snake i think she was an awesome first pet snake she never refuses a meal she has a great temperament the size is great for a beginner the husbandry isn't super tough to get right uh that should go on forever i agree king snakes are probably a great beginner pet uh, some of them can be a little nippy and they do run in, the babies do run into the same issues like baby corn snakes. They're super small and they can get out of everything. But a year old king snake is probably a great beginner pet. I, don't, I have terrible you know, experiences with king snakes. Every single time I touch one, they bite me. And so, yeah, they, they, they don't let go. 
They, uh, but the great thing about that is I don't know how many king snakes have ever starved to death. Yep. I mean, right. My my king snake, I fed her. Was I fed her two samboas last week? I fed her a mouse this week. She has no problem eating. Yeah. Yep. That's why we keep the kings around for the call moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's coming handy, and she's about to get another sambo, unfortunately. But Roger, Jesus Christ, uh, Jazz, just, uh, uh, sorry, Roger. You're Roger J. Roger, have a better last name. I don't know Roger J. My mom <laughs> found a Cuban brown anole under our wood pile in Wisconsin. That, a Cuban brown anole in Wisconsin just doesn't, I don't know. That was the coolest thing to me, but I was seven. I made a ton of mistakes, and it died. Been in love since, and now I have a ton of fun animals. Unfortunately, there are a lot of folks that have killed their first reptile. But most people have realized to fix that issue and haven't killed the second one. So, uh, Tim and Corinda Gibbs, I had gotten a ball python when I was 15 from a friend who couldn't keep it. She was 25 when she passed away. That's pretty good. Anything north of 20 is usually pretty good. For a pet snake nowadays. Uh, Ish said green and old when he was 12. They were pretty cool to watch. A lot of people, you can tell, you can tell he's in the south. A lot of people have green yeah. and olds. Mm-hmm. Wild call lamp, lamp propeltis zanata. I don't know which one that is. I mean, it's a king snake. I know that. Or a milk snake. Right. I don't know which one it is. Do I need to Google it? Go ahead, Google that. GTS. <laughs> yes. Yep. When I was maybe seven, beautiful and calm animal that our neighbor yeah, had found. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't need to Google it. It's the California Mountain King, where the okay. Pyro Melania is the Arizona Mountain King. That's the California Mountain King. Gotcha. What? It's Early one, of my, one of the ones I want to get. I don't That's have cool. Yet. Well, Jason Jason Fix said in the early 90s, the husbandry was questionable. They kept it outdoors in a massive 8 by 3 cage with built with one dome light. It would regularly escape and get into the house. Okay, then. That's That's interesting. I love that they have an, they had an eight by three cage for a king snake. Like that's a good size cage for a a boa. Joshua Stover, green and old, cooked it via heat rock. Oh. There's another dead of green and old. Chris Salemi, a Molly Euromastix, still have them twenty years later. That's pretty cool. That's also Chris. Armadillo lizards are cool. Sean McCarthy said armadillo lizards. I asked how it went. And he says it went great, but that was also thirty seven years ago. So <laughs> that was a while back. <laughs> Ashley Howdy posted a picture of her with her wild-caught iguana from 1994. They're difficult with mites, skittish, but developed the foundation she has now. She has, uh, what is it, black dragons, I think, doesn't she? She has the, the water monitors. Ashley does. And then Joe Challoner says, first reptile was an albino berm. Her name was Mariah. What a horrible name. I love her so much. Totally overfed her, and she was stupid obese. In all fairness, back then, 20 plus years ago, we all thought having fat, obese reptiles was a good thing. I do remember a lot of fat snakes, you know, roughly 20 years ago. We we encountered a lot with lizards. A lot. Really? People bring in bearded dragons. Um, they bring in... Last week, we had a lady call us, um, and she was like, she had two bearded dragons to start off with. She bought them from me originally when I had my store before me and JT had our store. And... Um, she calls JT and she says, I'm really worried. Um, I, I think that they had just lost their male bearded dragon. Um, and she thought that that her female bearded dragon had um, metallic bone disease and all these issues. She brings it in. 
this is a gorgeous bearded dragon. However, it is extremely, extremely fat. Like it needs a diet, but other than that, she looked super healthy. So she just was overfed. She thought it was going to die, but it was just fat. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, it's okay. I see. And I guess if we're talking first reptiles, I do agree with it. It depends on how you measure first. So like the first reptile I bought for me old enough to know what I was doing was obviously Ozzy, my rainbow boa, who just passed away at 19. So that'd be the first one. But there, there were several others. There was, like I said, there was the turtle. There was the iguana. We did have a red tail boa when I was in first and second grade until it got uh, quote unquote too big. And then we got rid of it, which is funny now. It is funny now. It was James said the snake was too big. I think I don't think it was me. I think my mom thought it was too big and they blamed it on me when I was a child. Because I don't remember being, oh, no, I'm afraid of that snake. So I think my mom didn't want it anymore. So I can remember the annuls with my mom. I can remember being at the hunting camp with my dad, who was not a fan of snakes, to put lightly. Now, he he would not kill them. But he didn't want anything to do with them. But in the shed where he kept all of his deer corn and stuff that he would go feed out on the plots or whatever, there was a pair of corn snakes. And he would always tell the new members when they joined, you shoot my corn snakes and you're you're out. Like he was kicking them out of the club because that was what kept the mice and stuff in the shed down. And so he let them live there. They got free food. It was like a win-win situation for everybody. Um, and then I remember in high school that he worked with Auburn University and got a pair of indigos released because the area, that particular area in Alabama was perfect for them to reproduce. Um, we talked about that the other week. Yeah. And then, I mean, we did a bunch of stuff like at Girl Scout camp just for awareness purposes, but we didn't own anything like that growing up. The weirdest thing I had was a tarantula that I did my science, science project, project on it. Um, and she lived in a duct taped container inside of another container that was also closed <laughs> because my mother is terrified of spiders. And then when I was done with my project, she went and lived in a fourth grade classroom. So um, you didn't really have a tarantula. I didn't have a tra- I had a tarantula for the dream. You had a science project. project. Yeah. It was like my annuls. Um, I didn't really and own then it was you in college. And I made you go on the other side of the room so I could see the snakes from the doorway because I was afraid of them. And then I started doing a bunch of research. And then Ozzy was the one that got me over it because he had the personality of an old man. He was so chill and didn't move super fast. And he had a bunch of weight to him. Um, one positive right now is that my female rainbow is refusing to eat. Does look a little thicker. She looks chunky. And she doesn't she, just look thick. And when she lays outside of her hide, she lays all upside down and funky. Yep. Gosh. Let me get you a sonar. Ah. Yeah. Let me get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> you can find the heartbeats of the babies. Well, yeah. Let me get right on that. Well, when, you to to Texas, one. when you move to Texas, when you move to Texas, somebody you know may have an um, ultrasound before long. So yes, we'll be able to. Very cool. <laughs> I don't have any extra money because I apparently am getting several snakes recently and I'm going to have to save up money for them. There you are. I'm not buying you anymore. I bought you the king snake. <laughs> you bought the cheap one. Huh? You bought the I cheap one. I did buy the cheap snake that you're getting. Uh, hey, speaking of that, did you see that Corey Martin got her male blackhead? No! 
Fucking rich people. Oh, you leave her be. You leave her be. I didn't. I knew it wouldn't be long. I knew it. Oh, if it, you've got a female, Corey. you have to get a girl. Well, well, and if, and, if you're, and if you're Corey and you want it, it's not going to be long before you have it. So well, she worked hard for her money. I agree, but it doesn't keep me from making fun of her. James is uber <laughs> jealous of her in case you haven't figured it out. I am. Uh, Jealousy is not look good <laughs> on you, James. I don't care. Doesn't bother me at all. So just kind of going through our podcast discussion group page. And then this popped up on several different pages, but all the different uh, identification pages I'm on, you see a lot of baby copperheads and cotton he- uh, copperheads and cotton mouths lately. People needing to identify, and I don't understand. Just I don't know why in 2021 people can't identify a snake, especially that's native to your state. Well, and and people are always like, I can't tell the difference between a copperhead or a cottonmouth. I get they're very similar. I don't get me wrong. I understand they're very similar as babies, but the differences are different enough that if you look at a picture, you can tell the difference. You may go there. Go. I would have to Google it. But you would Google it. Well, yeah. You wouldn't make a post on five different pages saying, "Hey, what's this?" When someone thirty minutes ago made the same post about another one. To be honest, I can't even tell you all the venomous snakes that live in our area. You shouldn't say that. I mean, I'm just going to go there. You couldn't? All right, we're going to play a game. Name them. I mean, I think I Name could. Them. I know that we have cotton mouths because okay. it's Louisiana. I know that we have coral snakes because we've seen them. Okay. Um, I know that we have rattlesnakes, but I got... What kind? Nope. There's no nope. way you don't know what kind. Um, It's not timber rattlesnakes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh, it is. is it? Oh, it's I thought those timber. were up north. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Okay. Well, I thought those were up north. That's so. definitely... Um, so we have diamondbacks. No, they're all, well, Okay, so I thought we had diamondbacks no, not and not timber. So it's the other way around. Yeah, diamondbacks are farther east. Or western diamondbacks farther west. And we have copperheads. Yes. Is that all? You're missing a very small one. We don't have pygmy rattlesnakes We 100% have pygmy oh, rattlesnakes. see, I didn't know that either. We also have like <laughs> two or three different <laughs> I'm species. I'm telling you, like I 100% get why people do this. We also have like two or three different subspecies because of coral snakes. y'all are reptile people. Not everybody that sees but what kills me because well, and I joined the stupid page because of Robert. Uh, <laughs> he just threw yeah. you under that bus. And so I don't care. Th- there are probably fifteen copperhead slash cottonmouths posted within a week on that on that page. No, see, I'm smart yeah. enough that if one person posts it, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna like check to see if somebody else has posted it, or I'm just gonna Dude, Google it on my own. It- the one page that I admin, we probably get a hundred decays brown snakes a day. You mean, oh, you I mean, know what those are. You mean copperheads? We used to have some in our bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Check Ground out this crazy snake I found. I'm like, nah, bro, that's a full grown decay. So Always. at our old house, we had one that lived in the where the water main main was in the front yard by the meter, and then we had one that lived in the very back of the backyard by the shed. And they looked nothing I, alike. I almost ran over it with the lawnmower one day, and it scared the. I will say that is a problem with decays is that you can't be like it looks like this. Mm, these were you know, like, one. The one in the water main was really dark and dingy. But it's small and brown. I mean, they're all small and brown. Mm-mm, that one by the shed was beautiful. It had it's reds still and brown. That's still brown. Mm. I can't help your eyes don't work. But anyway, I'm, I'm looking at one that uh, a picture that Elena shared on ours of Ilana. someone hold, Ilana shared, and it's someone holding a baby cot, uh, cotton mouth in their hand. Oh. They're stupid. Like, that's gonna go well. Yeah. You don't pick up animals that you find in so the wild unless you that, know for sure what it is. 
that picture was posted in the group that I admin by the guy who picked it up. And uh, literally, he's like, what is this? And we're like, uh, that's Crow Fabulous, bro. You should probably put that down. <laughs> Crow Fabulous. <laughs> I, I just tagged Dr. Green in it <laughs> immediately. I was like, hey, here's one for you, Dr. Green. He'll be calling you shortly. Oh. And uh, yeah, the guy did it. He knew what it was. He was just trolling. Like it, it, gotcha. it wasn't that he didn't. Yeah, no, he knew exactly what he was doing. There was also a picture of probably my favorite aquatic turtle on Earth. So much. I love diamondback terrapins. And there was one someone posted from Florida that had barnacles growing on its shell because they'll live in brackish water. So obviously it goes close enough to the salt water to get the barnacles growing on the shell. But they're like my favorite. I love those things. I was just looking through. I was trying to remember what I saw this week. There were a lot of stuff that was like new lizards or new snakes that people found. And as cool as it is, y'all can go over there and read that. I'm not going to name all of them because, oh, this is a weird one. It was a snake eating a tarantula. I'd, I'd never, I'd never seen a snake eating a tarantula. I don't know why they wouldn't, but I don't know how that guy's getting that spider down. Just, but it's holding on to its butt, and you're just thinking, how's it going to get past all eight legs? I don't understand how the spider hasn't turned around and like started well, can't, attacking. Can't really turn around. Well, like it can't. I, I feel <laughs> like got it him should by, bend. he's got him by the butt. I feel like it should bend. You uh, they, can't see the video, but I'm pretending they don't, they don't, that I have they a spider bend. and my arms are trying to bend. It's amusing, folks. Uh, Chris Eaton, that that reference was for you since there's no video and they can't see me. Uh, <laughs> I know but, this is your favorite part of our podcast. When we talk about all the things people can't see. I'm just trying to know. Uh, there, there was oh, a, that boomslang snake video. Oh, was the, booms, the, the boomslang hunting down the frog? Yes, JT posted that. It's so cute. It does a little neck wiggle and everything. So I adorable. Frog, I didn't think it was cute. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> I love the how that, that deadly snake was so cute. I cannot. Okay, well, I didn't know it was venomous, so there we go. I didn't was know. I told name you. Like I'm boom not... slang? What? <laughs> is that not venomous? Cool. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but they got, I'm sure it's in Australia. Everything nope, here will kill you. No, nope, not even nope. close. Oh, where is it from? Africa. I'm making all kinds of fun. fun I apologize, folks. Hate me tonight. So remember that one guy that said we should get rid of Katie? Holy shit. I don't. That is that episode, guys. <laughs> Man. Oh. Okay, well, I see. Look, there's. I see. I see it doing the neck wiggle. The eyes are what got me. Well, because they're they're a diurnal hunter. It's insane. They have really big eyes. And it takes off like it chases a frog, which is really cool. It was crazy. Oh, I was just scrolling through. I know y'all listen to me just sit here as I scroll through stuff. It was fun. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst ourselves. Lots of cool pictures. I really like Fly River turtles. Those yeah, but those cool. they're cool. But that's kind of like the go-to for everybody who's like, I want a really exotic turtle, and then they get like get a fly river turtle. Well, I want I a twenty-five hundred gallon pond inside in the basement with a fly river. What that's about cool. a pancake tortoise? I love hey, pancakes. I, I, I have that. I know. I know. I, I used there. to have. How, how about y'all shut up? You got my birthday. Flapjack. Mine got. Flapjack. Mine was waffle. <laughs> mine was waffle. He he got sick. Yeah, I don't know what it, how it he, was. Really, we got him as an adult from somebody who had had him. Uh, oh, Lavisa, an anniversary gift. Lavisa posted this picture, and I don't know how real or how whatever it is, but it's of a giant worm. Uh-uh. That's like something out of Tremors. It, it looks like it's like three foot long earthworm, no. and it looks horrifying. It's not okay. And then, oh, don't top it that one. <laughs> oh, 
Robert, you posted the one about rattlesnake vaccines and Benadryl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you want to explain that one? Um, so Micah Petty, who uh, wrote that, Micah is uh, learnaboutcritters.org is his website. I actually have a sticker on my truck from him that says I break for snakes and rope and bungee cords. Um, he wrote that article several years ago, and it, I, I always like to share it every year because it, it really talks about how, you know, Benadryl doesn't do anything for your dog if it gets bitten by a venomous snake. And the rattlesnake vaccine has been 100% debunked as being just something for vets to sell. Okay. And, uh, so I'm going to go there. What? How long has a rattlesnake vaccine been a thing? Because I've never heard of that. Oh, no. And no, about vaccine or antivalent? No, what he just said, the rattlesnake vaccine. Yeah. Like, I don't know like, how long it's been around. Like, vets will say you can get this shot and your dog is immune to venom. Is that what they, like, is that, is that so, it? It's like a prophylactic anti venom. Um, yes, I use the word prophylactic, James, because oh, it means a preventative. It's, it's not a always sexual. <laughs> right. That's weird. Um, it's a prophylactic anti-venom, basically. I, look, I, I am I'm going to research this. this. I will know more like, next week. Like, the least technical terms, because I don't really know. I'm going to um, research this. Just from this. what I've read. Next week. And it supposedly will help, you know, help keep the... Um, the 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 systemic reaction from huh. the venom from being so bad, but but your friend has um, debunked this, and it is not well, actually I, factual. Yeah, I mean, there's still some vets out there that recommend them, but I think it's becoming more and more. But I love, more and more, I love the uh, idea less of, and less. I love the idea of Benadryl for venom. Just, right. just take a Benadryl. Yeah, that's. Uh, cool. Hey, there's a. There's a post that just got done in the National Snake Bites uh, support group where a lady said, hey, my husband was bitten twice by Copperhead night before last. He's treating it with Benadryl and is not going to go to the doctor. And it's like, okay. No. Well, why the fuck did you post here if you're not going <laughs> to follow any of the advice? She started off with, my husband's a fucking moron. I think maybe and then she was hoping if enough people responded that she could be like, look at all these people. You should go. And then she could make it. It doesn't matter. That kind of person's not going. It's like duct tape. Benadryl fixes everything. Yep. That's all you need. Because if you're in a coma, you're not going to know anything's wrong. No one sneezes in a coma. Shit. So I think one of the, one of the excerpts from that article that really about the vaccine that really says it all, it says, do some vets offer these treatments? Sure. This is largely because most veterinarians are not toxicologists. The reason your family physician refers you to the ER or a specialist is that certain medical emergencies like snake bite require special knowledge and tools. Poison control centers exist because toxicology is not a topic most doctors specialize in. But I've also heard some of the tox docs say that one of the biggest struggles they have whenever trying to help other doctors is overcoming the other doctor's ego. Because, you know, as we know, a lot of MDs have an ego, rightfully so. They They've been through a lot of schooling and, you know, they're, they're, they're taught that, you know, that they're, I don't want to say better than the average person, but you run into a lot of egos there. So, and I could see, I could see that being a problem. Look, you know what you call somebody who passes med school with an A, you call them a doctor. 
You know what That's you right. call that person that passes with a C? You still call doctor. him a doctor. That's right. That's, That's right. That's not how that goes. Well, it's, it's what do you call the person that graduated last in med school? Uh, whatever. Doctor. doctor. Yes. Look, I knew what she was. My saying. favorite doctor is Doctor <laughs> Travis Wyman. So. Forget Travis Wyman. See you, Travis Wyman. Uh, he did post an article that was floating around of the 185 baby yeah. Galapagos tortoises that were found in a suitcase trying to leave the Galapagos Islands. That made me sick yeah. to my stomach. I did some more research on this. Did you? Read are they it? wrapped in plastic? They yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the bag actually got triggered by the little X-ray machine, and. They were like the people that had to go check the bag were just told there are some souvenirs in the bag. Go check and make sure everything can legally leave the country. Those are souvenirs. Um, I mean, apparently they <laughs> thought they were getting away with a lot. Um, ten of the tortoises have died. Uh, and they have arrested an Ecuadorian, I guess is how you say Ecuadorian. it. Ecuadorian. Um police officer who was involved oh. he was actually on if i if i read it correctly he was on the other end waiting for them to get there so i, I just that's insane that's I a lot cannot of tortoises. think like it's 2021 and they're still smuggling shit well just how did somebody think i mean that's one of the most protective protected and well-known reptiles on earth look at oklahoma city what our our tortoise guy smuggled fifty babies out to a guy in Colorado. This was what? like three months ago. Oh, I didn't hear. About oh, that's this. right, the zoo. The guy at the zoo. Oh, I did hear about this. Just kidding. Fifty babies. That's yeah. a fucking moron. Like he smuggled them out of the zoo or what? The zoo. Yeah. I didn't hear about it. Jesus. Yeah, he he was in charge of everything basically, and what he was doing was just saying, "Oh, that egg went bad." How? And then, yeah. How did he think 50 eggs were going to go bad, though? Like, those were watched. I guess over, like, three years. and But yeah, the thing is, yeah, well, and what it ended up being, he ended up having to pay, like, $32,000 in restitution and, like, 15 months probation. I'm sure he lost his job. Yeah, but you sell $55,000 turtles. The, the good thing, though, the, the difference between that and the situation in, in the Galapagos is that at least what he's selling – is not part of a wild population used to keep the animal surviving. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, still wrong. He's still horrible for doing it. But at least he didn't take them out of the wild and ri risk losing a population that we've been fighting to keep going. Yeah, for sure. But he's also a fucking moron for thinking no one's going to catch on to 50 Galapagos tortoises. Yeah, yeah. Things that you have to have a permit to own, permits set. Like, that's – they're watched carefully. Uh, I liked one thing you posted this week. You posted a video of, of a scorpion scorpion doing its best raccoon impression. That was fabulous. So it's a scorpion, for anybody who hasn't seen it, with a like a wax worm and its water dish. And like it looks like it's cleaning it off in a water dish, and then it takes it and walks off. And, and the guy says uh that it does it it's seen it do it multiple times. It's not the first time. Yeah, but we we see ours do it. That's so weird. That is shop. So cool. Yeah. That's cool. And then James still won't hold a scorpion. Katie I did. did though. It even pinched me. It wasn't it, that bad. It. I did jump a little bit because I wasn't expecting it. But they would be. That would be a really cool animal to just. That would be a look only animal, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not touching one. I'm good. It was cool. <laughs> I held it. I didn't just touch it. I held it. That's good for you. 
Yeah, neither is Robert. So James not. <laughs> I, this part was really really cool. The, it was shared on our page, and it originally came from the Reptile Report. But it was a, someone found out that a black light will illuminate the male pores on a gecko, so you can put, use a black light on the underside of a male gecko and see the pores to help figure out if it's male or female. And so that was really cool. It could help make sexing certain geckos much easier. They said they tested it on cresties, gargoyles, and chihuahuas. Chihuahuas, those sound fun. Chihuahuas, eh, they're all right. They're expensive. Have you seen the chihuahua crested that Gecko World Austin had? It was a cross. It was awesome. I did not see that. But that was kind of cool with a black light for everybody that has just a black light sitting around. Speaking, oh yeah, I like those. I mean, they they look they look like moss on a tree, so that's kind of cool. But I'm also not a huge gecko person. But speaking of geckos, I am. There was a video I made you watch this video today, and it was so cool. So it was on Dave Kaufman's Reptile Adventures channel. He visited Tiki's geckos to look at their uh, gargoyle geckos. Their Deadpool gecko, and Deadpool was the Deadpool line of geckos. And if you like stripes on a gargoyle gecko he's the one uh the thick red stripes and they show a bunch of babies and katie warned them so i don't know though i, I was actually kind of surprised because typically and and dave actually asked this in the video do you like the stripes or do you like the blotches and for me unless the stripe is a perfect stripe it's blotches all the way um you know obviously the guy you know, was like my projects well, everything all else, stripes based. Yeah. So that was his answer, obviously. Um, and some of the stuff that they're coming up with is just spectacular. Um, and I really liked that he did not line breed his stuff. He well, he didn't didn't he didn't breed right back to right back offering to back to parents right. Um, so he was bringing in other lines to get. And he even explained in the video a project that could easily take him a year or two years. It's going to take him about four because of the way he's doing it genetically, because it's safer for the animal and, you know, better things like that. It just keeps bloodlines stronger. Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was really awesome, though. Um, Of course, he was sporting his U.S. ARC Florida shirt that he had on. So that was really cool to see an, an awesome video and see people repping. U.S. Arc. Hopefully, my shirt comes in the mail soon. I'm excited. He he said that Phil said the other day on uh, Chris's mm-hmm. podcast that they're running about nine weeks behind on shirts. Oh well, I know that the new design yeah. just came out. They just got all the new ones in, so I figured they would fill all the other orders first. He said, "I you. promise they're coming." <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. I'm just glad I was able to join and help out. And then one other video that I saw this week that I really, really liked, and I shared with you and Robert, and I'm sure neither one of y'all watched, uh, was a Camp Cannon video. He had done a short one where he went to St. Augustine Alligator Farm, which is one of my favorite zoos on Earth, because they have all the species of crocodilians on Earth. And they were looking at one of the exhibits they're going to redo, you know, the big alligator exhibit in the middle of St. Augustine Alligator Farm? Yeah. They're going to redo that water feature. Right. So the next video he did was with, I think it's the director of the zoo that went to his house. And he has an entire building with nothing but Gila monsters in it. And he's got this giant eight-foot stock tank in the middle of the room that he had to put there before like, they built the walls so it would fit in there. That he uses to, when he breeds them, he puts the males and females in that tank so that he could see them from anywhere in the room, how they're reacting, 
uh, if anybody's attacking each other, they've got little hides they can go into. You would be in heaven. I would. And then he takes them from there and puts them back into their tanks, when their cages when they're done. But he had just tons of Gila monsters, and, and I want a Gila monster. That's cool. Hey, He's wanted one for the, years. The giant earthworm that we talked about earlier, I was a little bit curious, so I looked it up. That's 100% real. That's oh. horrifying. Negative. That's not even a big one. They can get up no. to 6.7 meters long. Fuck the, wait, no, that can't be right. That can't be right. Oh, 100%. I'm looking at a, there. 6.7. Looking at no, but 6.7 meters is over meters. 18 feet. Limits I agree. They should have up, up to 22 feet area. long. No fucking way. No. There's not a word. They average, they average 3.3 meters. 3.3 feet. That's okay. 3.3 feet. Yep. And You're saying reach, it can get 20 feet? Yeah. That's what it says. Oh. But is that like retics get 33 foot long and no one's ever seen a 33 foot long retic? So this one that in a picture is 9.8 feet long and about as big around as your arm. Oh, yeah. It's called now, the, I guess the, huge. the giant Gippsland earthworm. It's from Australia. Imagine that. See, everything there. Fuck Australia. You. Even ah. how, yeah. That's how you know a country's fucked up when the earthworms are scary. There's, that is insane. Could you imagine the yeah. fish? You, what's that, you need a giant hook to fish that thing, though. <laughs> if I ever saw one in the wild, I would kill over at that spot and have a heart attack. Yeah, that's like, crazy. I, can't, I cannot even wrap my head around that. No, but it could wrap around your head. It's a oh big worm. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> Fucking weird. Anyways. Anyway. Uh... I actually haven't hey. listened to any podcast this week. So I, haven't I, don't know I haven't had a chance to listen to a podcast. Who's posted what, and I finished an audio book, so it was not reptile related. Can I? I want to ask um, JT and Callie something. Can we talk about what you guys just acquired? Jesus, <laughs> James. Well, no, not not not, not which not one? What thing? Depends on which <laughs> thing it is. One of sixty-three, right? Um. Yeah, we, we bought out um, an entire collection of hog noses. Um, it consists of, what, t- like 20 adult females? T- 25 adult females. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. um, majority of which the females were keeping, um, all of the ones that are, like, to size. Um, so, we will have total, like, 25 adult females um, with the ones that I already had. Wow. So, uh, and y'all are, gonna be, y'all are gonna be the hog nose people next season. And, and I was and I palpated quite a few of the females and they all have follicles, they're all building oh, still. Cool. Um, That's that time of year. Yeah. One one of the females actually slugged out on our way home. Yeah. Oh, in, in this in this sixth court. So um Dang. but that's all right. She'll she'll just go later. Or she'll double clutch this year. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in about 60 days, she'll lay another clutch of good eggs. So, right. um, but yeah, we've got a lot of toxic stuff, um, mm-hmm. toffee belly, exanthic, jaguar. Um, he, he didn't want me saying his name or anything that I, I yeah. bought it out from him, but he, he's a guy that's been doing hogs for years. Yeah. Um, going back to, I believe he said it for, he made his first hog nose in like 1992 or something like that. Oh, wow. Western I, hog nose. So. I, I need an exanthic male. I yeah. have an exanthic We probably male. can. You'll see us in well, a few I'll days. I'll see y'all in a couple of days, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, we're super excited about the Westerns. Um, and then she's also, we're starting to step up more 
doing more colubrids and stuff. Um, we've got a bunch of bulls and gophers. Um, you also got uh, those fox snakes. I did get some fox snakes <laughs> yeah. on really? accident. <laughs> so some kids came That's in how, the like shop. How I ended up with the pyro. It was 100% on accident. It was just like, yeah. here, you want this? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, well, some kids came in the shop, and they um, they came in last year about this time, and they had some baby snakes that they wanted me to sex because they couldn't sex them. So I sexed them for them and split them up into two different groups and said, here's your girls, here's your boys. Well, they sent us a message about two weeks ago and said, hey, we got a couple of them mixed up when we were cleaning. Can you resex them for us? And we're like, sure. So they bring them in. I resex them. They end up with two boys and five girls. And then they were like – Hey, we want some tanks and stuff to display more the because they've just been keeping them in tubs with heat pads on them, not even in a rack. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. You know, would you want to do some trade in or something? They're like, yeah, sure. So I let them pick out 20, two 20 longs, complete setup kind of things, you know, thermostats, under tank heaters. And then uh, I was like, yeah, cool. And so they gave me, I got two to two, two boys and two girls of these fox snakes. I didn't know much about them other than, Obviously, they're a clubert of some sort. So I messaged James. I'm like, they're, hey, do you know anything about these? They're a aren't they? No. 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 Fox they're. snakes, they look kind of like corn snakes, and they keep uh, identical yeah, yeah. corn snakes. Yeah. Okay. But there's not very many people in the United States that are breeding them. Yeah, and they're um, native. They're found in up north. and yeah, a lot of area, even. Um, but, yeah, so these kids that live literally they're three blocks down the shop – Kids are three blocks down the shop, are breeding them and producing fox snakes. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. So, so are they Easterns or Westerns? Which ones? Um, so I guess when they're, they're babies, you really can't tell. And, and I didn't okay. see I, – and I sent them a message today actually so I can maybe get some pictures of their parents so I can see. I'm assuming they're probably Easterns, but don't know That's for cool, sure yet. Man. But yeah, they're pretty cool. Bluebirds in general are cool. Absolutely. <laughs> they they poop a lot. They, they do, do, but it's okay. They're still cool snakes. They they poop a lot. You know, it doesn't poop a lot. Some of my ball pythons because they keep refusing to eat. Oh. They haven't pooped at all. <laughs> Welcome to having ball pythons, bud. Especially right now, this time of year. They're <laughs> paying the ass. I finally got them moved into my rack on cocoa bedding and all set up, and so hopefully more and more will eat. I'm pretty I sure have that a male. Yeah. Who hasn't eaten since before Christmas? Um, he should eat next week. That's usually his. He's usually from around Christmas until first week of April every year. He just uh, huh. just he just doesn't he doesn't lose any weight or anything. Like clockwork. Yep, every year. Yeah. Well, that's what I. Like. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I don't <laughs> think I have any snakes in my craft room anymore. No, they've all been moved into here. I got Everything's my out of court. I got my Lone Star rack finally set up, so I was yeah. able to move things around. Oh, that's the one nice. I helped you move the other night. One of them, yeah. Yeah, I I just knew I moved racks. <laughs> but yeah, this year we're gonna have we'll have berms, we'll have uh, various clubrids. I think nine different kinds of clubrids, um, and samboas. Hoping to have a few litters of samboas. We've had our our Colombians, our BCCs, which James is going to get to see a, a little a little white girl this weekend. Uh, wow. <laughs> let's, 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 let's think phrasing here. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him look this uncomfortable. 
or like plush. I, I, I need people to understand he means a snow boa <laughs> and not an actual little white girl. <laughs> it's uncomfortable for multiple people out there. Oh my gosh. I am excited about that. That's this weekend. I gotta, oh. I gotta bring a setup for it to put it in with heat and thermostat and all that stuff. Yeah. Is uh, she gonna come? She'll probably come back with you. With me, and then okay. you'll just put her in, in those your craft, craft room. room. Dad, <laughs> the room we just got all the steaks out. Dad, it. Just what uh, I thought. Those my... are cool, man. I'm looking them up. They, when they're adults, they look like they Very almost colorful. look like um, they almost look like bull snakes. Like, they look like, a, yeah. they look yeah. like a bull. They yeah. look like a bull corn snake. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Lots of uh, cool yellows and reds on some of them when they get older. Yeah. Um, I counted the other day after I got everything set up, and I realized I have ten female samboas. I didn't realize I had that many. I think you need less. Nope. <laughs> I need I somebody more. I, buy some I, was say, I, I know someone who wants more. <laughs> I just need them to breed right now is the only problem. I might be bringing you something this weekend, JT. All right. I've if got those bites. two. Those two albino cow kings. Logan has decided he, he doesn't want to. He wants to stick with corn snakes. And you know one of them bites because I bit you and you sold it to me. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Me and Callie have always said we won't carry venomous stuff because we get bit too much. Yeah. Yeah, I've Uh, seen you. You just reach into shit and grab stuff. you just get a whole bunch of hog noses? Yeah. He's he's not counting those. Yeah, I've already been bit three times. Oh, Oh, damn. Did you react? it's like, not wasn't enough. not like you individually react but like did you have a reaction it wasn't enough i didn't let him sit there and gnaw. okay that's good i said that james is going to get mad at her for not treating them like venomous snakes <laughs> i did y'all get any red ones i won't what is that red uh hog nose we saw at lafayette i've got some really nice toffee bellies um some really nice evans hypos um they're I really want, red. I want that like solar flare, sunburst, whatever it was. Uh, albino sable stuff, all Tom Harbin stuff. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Robert needs is another breeding project. <laughs> no, no, I don't need to, nothing. Clue <laughs> with hog noses and sambo is both a V35S, an adult female, staying there forever. Yep. I'd and she'll give you 20 babies a year oh, yeah. out of a little bitty tub that's three inches tall. I love my V35S racks. Yeah. It's all, it's all the rack I buy now, although I do need to probably buy like something slightly bigger. I do have some non-Samboas that are going to need like actual tubs at some point. <laughs> but so that is all I have. I yeah, I'm going to try to. Because we're on spring break next week, so I'm going to try to catch up on podcasts and check out what's out there. And yeah, we got to drive to Temple, so we can listen to stuff on the drive some... to Temple. Yeah. Hey, and, then, and then Chris Eaton's Zoom meeting Sunday night on the way that home. We're not going to make that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said it'll give me something to do while I'm in the car. <clears throat> I can listen to it, I guess. <sighs> Danny Callie Grant. Just <laughs> 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 sent me a message. <laughs> That is. Whoa! Hey, your husband's <laughs> right there. <laughs> Y'all are such my ass. I. Uh... Yeah. Oh, cool! <laughs> it was a picture. You missed it. It was a picture of a snake, James. <laughs> Ooh. Because Chris Eaton's going, damn it, Katie, just stop talking about stuff your your listeners can't see. <laughs> it's a picture of a snake that shits really smelly poop. 
Oh. Yep. Especially when you feed them quail and birds, like I do a lot. I, like I said, I saw I somebody one. ask if they could feed their corn snake fish. And I was yep. like, sure, if you want to have the worst smelling shit I ever. Say, I bet that'd be awful. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I had one one hog nose. It smelled too bad. I got rid of it. I was going to say, well, you didn't have that for very long. No, because every time it would shit, I'd walk in my room and it would just hit you in the face. <laughs> and it was one small hog nose. Like, nah, it's gone. I'm done. So funny. I'm excited for this weekend because it's going to be, I'm by myself. I don't have any kids or the wife. I'm sorry, Party. <laughs> Party. But then we're all together. You, me, yeah. Tracy, yeah. Robert, everybody. Oh, that's right. That's we're right. all. Are we all together at this show? Yeah. 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 In your together. own little pod. I knew we were at Conroe. you don't have to have your wife there, apparently. Yep. And we're right next to Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep him in check. Don't you worry. I mean, I'll be at the, the door with Boss Lady because I think it's just the two of us up front this weekend. So. Yeah, and you don't need your wife. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep bringing that up. Okay. And you don't want your wife there. He probably doesn't want me there either, so it's okay. No, I need you there because you gotta drive me there, and then and then I gotta ride home with Robert. Oh, okay. Robert, I need I, Robert. I need to fit in your truck at some point on the way home. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> because I, I was I was informed that I I need, I need to ride home with you. Yeah. Okay. I got I, softball Monday, dude. And then I'll help you build a rack or two. He'll he you will put his ass to work and he'll do whatever you need him to do. Yeah, I just need somebody to sweep the shop. I got that sold. Uh, I, I make about when thirty. Was the last time you swept anything, thirty dollars an hour, and I sweep the shop. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't even make thirty bucks an hour. So, well, then yeah. I guess you need to talk to your boss. But I need thirty dollars an hour. <laughs> he will live off of pizza rolls and. I can live off pizza rolls, really. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll tell you one of my philosophies as uh, as a leader, as a boss, is I believe that work should be fun. My guys were actually talking about it today, about how much fun we have at the shop. And I buy lunch every day. And I don't buy bullshit. Like, I don't say, hey, guys, here's your here's your chicken nuggets from McDonald's. We, we, you know, I like to eat. So we eat well. And where my shop is at is a very Hispanic area. And there's about 20 badass taquerias in like two blocks. I was going to say, you eat I, lo- I love that you try not to sound racist in something that actually wasn't racist at all. Yeah. But you're like, how do I say that Mexicans live near me? Well, <laughs> it's not just Mexicans. There's there's a Guatemalan restaurant right down the road. There's a Ooh. Cuban restaurant. Yeah, you could have just said you're uh, you could just said you're south of Houston, and everybody would have realized that. Yeah. And there's a really good Jamaican joint not too far away that has some yes. really good curry goat. But you have to like spicy stuff for that because they curry make it with scotch bonnets. Goat? Curry scotch goat. Bonnet. Yeah. So they make them with scotch bonnets. That's that's like Jamaica's meal is curry goat. It, but it's not like Indian curry. It's different. And it is we ridiculously ate really, good. We went on a cruise a couple of years ago and ate really good Jamaican. We, we, we hired a we driver. We hired a guy and to he take took us, us into Jamaica. to a hole in the wall place. That yeah. was. It was really good. It was awesome. All right. Well, now that I'm hungry. And it is dinner. Oh, we we did dinner. eat dinner, but that's right. We had raisin canes. That was a long time ago. Do, do y'all have raisin canes, Robert? Yeah, they're it's okay. A, googled, a, I googled this. I just need to make sure that it's there. It, yeah, I have googled multiple like a mile from my house. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm moving they this place. They have a Waffle House, James. We do have Waffle House. <laughs> so we do not have a Waffle House on our end. Fuck you. Land. It's 15 minutes. I mean, yeah, you can be there, okay. I, can, I can deal with yeah. that. I did discover that there's one like three blocks from the shop today, an area I hadn't, a way I hadn't went. I had to go that way to do something today. I was like, oh shit, there's a Waffle House right there. Good to know. We're an hour so, and a, 
like an hour and 15 minutes from the closest Waffle House where we live. It's really oh, Us two. You're in the middle of nowhere, though. You don't count. So, so we JT, are all together this weekend. We are. JT, how many – to give people an idea of your, of your closet, your reptile store, you, Callie, and how many employees do you have besides the two of y'all? So it, it's the two of us, and then we have a customer that turned into a friend um, that covers the shop on Saturdays when we're gone at shows. Um, we're closed Sunday, Monday. Those are our family day slash travel back from where we're at days. Um, but he he basically he does it for store credit because he has a whole bunch of animals and it's a way of feeding his animals without having to put up any money. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, he really helps out and he does a really great job. So um, the number one thing that we've always wanted was somebody, and it took us a little while to find, was somebody that's not going to pass bad information on to mm-hmm. customers. Yeah, um, it's hard to find somebody you trust. Yeah, if, yeah. I, I don't even care about the money side of it, you know, the, oh, they can be stemming from the, you know, top of the register. I don't care about that. I just don't want people to get bad information or people to, you know, if he doesn't know, he calls us. Right. He, he's not going to bullshit somebody and, and tell them a whole thing about something else if if he doesn't know the answer and just like bypass it he's he's gonna say i'm not sure on that let me yeah but yeah so other than us it's just us and then him see but y'all y'all have an entire litter of kids so in about like 12 years you'll have built-in employees yep 12 years well i don't know lily will be 17 in 12 years i don't think she'll uh, be doing much at the pet store (laughs) you never (laughs) know Better be. Never know. <laughs> Better be. <laughs> That's like, why we had them. Uh, mm. So your own little workforce, child labor. It's great. I love it. So, what is your your biggest money maker at at a reptile pet store? I mean, I know, I feel I know the answer. We talked about it before on the show. <laughs> I can answer that. Not even on a pet yeah. store. Well, our what keeps the lights on is definitely feeders, um, insects, rodents across the board. Um, that's that's those are the people that are in every single week. They come in. We see their car in the parking lot. We know, hey, they're coming in for two dozen crickets. Um, it's just because they are solid like that. Um, but what's what you know is the difference of, hey, am I going to go eat McDonald's chicken nuggets tonight, or if I'm going to go eat somewhere nice? Is if we have a good sale, um, an animal <laughs> sale with a complete setup that day. Um, yeah. Well, that but, the show the shows help with that too, right? A good show. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and the reason that we do the show so much. Um, we do every single herp show. Um, but the reason we do that is to move inventory. Um, in, in our store, if you come in our store and you see an animal that you like, we have, there's really not much. I'm going to wait two weeks to come by that because we have two shows in the meantime of that. And that animal has probably been moved. Um, so that's what, it, you know, we don't have the same lizard sit there for six months. Um, like like I've seen in some other smaller stores. Um, so I think that's what helps us keep kind of that new going on constantly. Um, so, okay, you and I, actually the three of us kind of talked about this at the last show, and I, and I want to bring it up here. It's, it was a thought that I had. It came from somebody else mentioned it. A lot of people with their issues with some of the reptile shows, obviously not really herp shows, but some other ones is you hear people talk about they get upset about so many flippers at a show. And, and at that point, I thought, well, what really, what really defines a flipper? 
versus like a retail, which I, I view far more as a retail pet store at a reptile show. Mm-hmm. So when you hear the whole idea of a flipper, how how do you feel that's different than what you do? So so to me, a flipper is somebody that they're say they're going to Temple for a reptile show. Well, they come in Friday night. They have some stuff shipped from a wholesaler to Temple. They go to the airport, pick it up. They come to the table. They put it on the table, and it's in the same deli cups that it got shipped in. Um, they don't know if that animal is going to eat. They don't know if that animal, you know, is healthy at all. Um, so, to me, in my eyes, that's that's a flipper. Um, now, what we do in like like you said, I I view myself as more of a, re- a reseller. Yes, I breed things. Um, we breed a number of different things, um, but we in order to keep up with our demand, there is no possible way that we could breed every single animal we sell. Um, it's just not possible. And there's some animals we sell that you cannot breed in captivity. Um, but so what we do, and we do buy and sell, but every single thing that leaves us, we know has Grant family's name attached to it. Um, so I'm not going to sell an animal if I think it looks a little skinny. I'm not going to sell an animal um, that I hasn't eaten for us or yeah um even ball pythons for instance we were talking about you guys were talking about how picky they were um if a baby ball python comes into me like for instance i bought some from rob a a few shows ago um Mm -hmm. i took those snakes home and i fed them three meals before they even were marketed to be sold Um, and they were three consecutive meals it's just one of those things that a lot of people whenever they're buying from us they're buying their very first reptile and we want that to be a good experience. We don't want all these lists of I bought it from here and it died because they told me it ate frozen pinkies and and stuff like that. Um, it's just it's that's the difference. So I guess to sum it all up, I view myself as an animal retailer of quality, you know, animals. Yeah, so, I, I feel well, like the, the biggest difference probably is going to be that. Uh, typically your flipper is going to be where, oh, I'm going to spend $5 on this and turn around and sell it for 30. And I don't care if it's in good condition or if it's even going to survive two hours after they purchase it. Whereas people who aren't really technically considered flippers are, I made sure this animal ate this many times before you got it. And I made sure it shed fully and that it's in good health before you're purchasing it. That's my biggest difference, I feel like. I agree. I just I like to give people like I said, a lot of people asked a question about reptile shows a few episodes back. I remember a lot of the negatives came down to the quality of animals and there were flippers of people taking snakes. Well, and there was the video from the one YouTuber who complained about it. <laughs> and he said people taking animals from one table and selling them to somebody else and then they sell them. I'm like, yeah, that happens, but I don't see that's not an that's not an issue as long as you know who you're buying from. <clears throat> like so that's and why that's I, an, I wanted to get it from you. Yeah. And another thing, uh, most flippers is once you buy that animal, <clears throat> they're gone. They're, yeah. you know, they're, where if you buy an animal from me and two weeks later, you're like, hey, I've got this problem. We were there. We're answering messages at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, emails. I mean, we we do it all and we stand by what we sell. If, if just so happens, because we deal with live animals, sometimes they die it's it's part of it i hate to say it that way but it's part of it um so we make it right you know um for instance 
uh, just off the top of my head, I sold a, a young cicada down in Corpus Christi. Um, they had it for about three weeks. It passed away. Um, the next Corpus Christi show wasn't for another four months. I sent them another turtle. They didn't pay for shipping. They didn't um, because they did everything right. They actually went at the show for, and bought everything from Andy and everything. It just happened. But yeah. we got them their got them their animal, and they actually just sent a picture to the page the other day of now this cicada is now five and a half inches big and you know growing like a weed. So you know, a you flipper know wouldn't stand noticed, by something. I've noticed with a lot of the flippers is that they're not even really reptile people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know they they're just they're just in it for the money, and they saw a way to make a quick buck, and they don't. You know, I I've seen. Some, you can just tell by the way they handle the animals that they just don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's instantly noticeable. Yeah. Well, and then, and then on top of that, you know, if you're selling animals that you, you have no knowledge of that you've never kept, you've never owned them, you're really not going to be able to share that much information with that new person who wants to it to thrive. Right. So it there's, you're not giving it really much any, much of any chance to thrive. Absolutely. One thing that I wanted to bring up from earlier, uh, we're talking about how you, uh, you sell a lot of feeders, and I was going to give you a plug and Robert a plug, is we talked about Robert sells racks and certain racks for rats and snakes, but also you can get rats racks for dubias, hmm. and Robert got the idea from a certain somebody, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so I accidentally won uh, from a competitor. Um, I accidentally won in an auction um, this arboreal rack that I had no need for. I don't I don't keep arboreal species of snakes or anything. So I, I had this rack and I got it for like half of what marking on it was. And I was like, well, what can I do with this? And we were sitting there thinking and we're like, hey, uh -oh. let's need to store in their tubs. And then oh, there we are. Um, well, let's use it to store crickets. Um, but then we were like, wait, it's got heat on it. Let's put a thermostat on it. Let's put dubia in it. And then it just went from there. Yeah, so, and it works great. <laughs> Robert sold a bunch of them. I mean, I, one person, I know yeah, got I like two of them. of them. But one yeah. person bought like two or three, right? Yeah, that um, Gecko World Austin. Yeah, Gecko World Austin. Yeah. So it's really cool, cool and simple. Works great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mine do. I mean, I have more babies out there than I know what to do with right now. Yeah, well, you can bring them to me this weekend. <laughs> well, I have enough to feed my stuff. I guess would be the, the the real way of saying it. But yeah, yeah, he's not helping you out, JT. Shut up. Of course, yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's all I have, Katie. Do you have anything else? I don't. Hopefully, next week I'll have some more. I'm gonna. Spend spring break doing some reptile research. Next week, I'll be recording from Robert's house. And you got to show me how to use all this because God help us. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I may just send you a link and you'll log in. And Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, that was super easy. Yeah, because that yep. worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, technology. Uh, all right. So, Callie and John Grant, if people want to get a hold of you, what is the best way That's to no, do that? No, you said, it, you said it wrong. It's John Grant. Oh, my gosh. No, sir. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to get a hold of us, it's Grant Family Exotics and Reptile Store on Facebook. Um, 
that's our uh, that's our Facebook page. You're also welcome to message me, John Grant. Um, you find us on Facebook, Callie Grant. You can message us personally. Um, I guess you can also give the location of your store. We, I've made fun of its location. <laughs> yeah. um, we're at 11 West 41st Street in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, because everybody knows where that's at. <laughs> it's right Middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, the first time they told me this, I was like, no way. That's where Rachel's cousins live. And uh, we've actually been up there to visit them. And yep. uh, it's a small-ass little town, and it happened to be there. Shots of the same town I've been to. But, yeah, yeah we we're just outside of Tulsa, um, literally – 20 minutes from any, any area in Tulsa. Uh, but yeah, we have people that come from Kansas, Arkansas, um, Oklahoma city, and, you know, all around. Um, even we had some people come from Plano just North of Dallas um, this last week. Cause they saw us on Facebook wow. and said, we want to come check it out. So awesome. to me, that's the most amazing part of your store. The footprint is very small. You're not located in a large shot, like in a shopping center in a large city. And yet you still are able to to run a successful business. So it, it cracks me up when you look at these stores that can't function in the perfect situation. Well, and not only that, but like you had a coworker that messaged you a picture <laughs> oh, yeah. of something and it was from their oh, yeah, Facebook page. And he was like, I actually know this. <laughs> he messaged people. me because y'all had a, a Cayman for sale. Front, yeah. And he goes, is this legal to keep? I was like, yeah, it's totally legal to keep. And I know who has that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like that. Like that just goes to show y'all's reach. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, Facebook is where we do 99 of our stuff. Um, I also have an Instagram, um, Grant Family Exotics. I've been trying to learn how to use more technology. Say, wait a say, now. You just had to download Google Chrome. Yeah, I need you to understand. Have Instagram? I, need I don't to, even have. I need people to understand. Like, but the reason we had trouble getting logged onto here is because he still had Internet Explorer on his computer. <laughs> And no one uses Internet Explorer. But I don't even think it's actually not even my computer. It's our, it's her <laughs> dad. <My> dad. <laughs> I love that even more. Oh, all right, Robert. If people want to get a hold of you, how can they reach out? Uh, Lone Star Reptile Racks on Facebook or Instagram or www. <laughs> What was the website again, Robert? www.sreptilerex.com. <laughs> That's okay. I got kids too. I understand. Logan yeah. has only come down 16 times. During they the have done fabulous to tonight too. Ah. Nice. They have done so awesome. I was going to tell you, give them big hugs. Tell them how great they did. Yeah, they they were great. And, and, t- and tell Lily I'm going to miss that she's not at the show this weekend. Oh, All right, James, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they reach you? Uh, Simply Serpents on Facebook. Simply underscore Serpents on Instagram. Simply Bio on Facebook. Make sure I said Simply Bio so that Tracy doesn't yell at me. If you want to get a hold of the podcast, it is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. Uh, We've got some pretty good shows lined up for the next month. I feel pretty good. We've got like the next three or four shows yeah. uh, guests lined up. We'll see how it goes because things always change. And again, congratulations to Kevin for winning that Herp stat. Yes, I got a and message him. And we will be getting information together this week. So listen to the 60th episode on how you can win that awesome, awesome prize from Gecko World Austin. Yes, I'm hoping my 60th guest can, can make it. Yeah. There'll be a returning guest. That's right. So thank you all for coming on. I'm glad that we could figure out how to get computers to work in Oklahoma. 
sure. Uh, for sure. We already have what? somebody scheduled for the next show next week. The next one? Oh, that's yeah, right. It's, no, he is sixty-one. He is sixty-one. Right. He is sixty-one. Just kidding. I did. Yeah. I did. I did. We went to sixty-one. Yeah, it was supposed to be sixty. We have one for sixty. He will be sixty-one. Sixty-one, and then you have someone else for the next one. Yeah, you've got like the next three or four weeks lined up. Yeah. So I looked at your calendar. Nothing's overbooked. Cool. Nothing is double booked. I double checked your stuff. So we're good. It's gonna be so. a hot commodity. I know. I know. But thank you all for coming on. It's been awesome. We yeah, will see sure. y'all in, well, I'll see JT in one, two, three, what, four days? Three days. Four, three, three days. Three, days. three more wake up. Friday. We're all Friday. Still- up in Branson. I know. Y'all have fun on your trip. In Redneck Vegas. <laughs> oh, JT's going to be all by himself and going to bed at six. I'm so jealous. <laughs> oh, JT being by himself or going no, to bed at six? Both. Both. See how it is, Cal. Your husband doesn't want you there. My wife doesn't want me there. <laughs> I just want to sleep. <laughs> so I assume that Saturday we can be friends since our spouses don't want to be with us, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, All right. Goodness. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we yeah. will be back next week. Again, make sure you listen next week for our April giveaway from Gecko World Austin. Also, again, check out the website because they have uh, some specials going on, some discounts going on for feeders. Go over there to gwaustin.com. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.